0: Coming up... Check it out. A podcast from the Moraine Valley Library. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library. This is Check It Out, a podcast about services and resources in the Moraine Valley Library. We're recording in a hidden conference room in the library on the lovely campus of Moraine Valley Community College here in Palos Hills, Illinois. Today is February tenth, two 2009, and he's Joe Malarkey, the Collection Development Librarian. He's Troy Swanson, Teaching and Learning Librarian. And Joe, today we are marking a sad occasion for uh, American literature, the the passing of John Updike, one of the greatest American 20th century novelists. Indeed. And uh, he actually passed away couple months ago, a month ago, and uh, we've been wanting to get together and uh, have a discussion. Just for those of you that don't know, um, Updike was born um, in Pennsylvania and actually always said that he was uh, always a small town Pennsylvania boy. He was born in 1932, and that greatly influenced um, all of his works. You know, he won almost every award for literature that you could possibly win. The, The Pulitzer, the National Book Award, American Book Award, National Book Critics Circle, um, his most famous novels are probably the Rabbit series, which mm-hmm. are four, five novels.
1: Four and a novella.
0: Four and a novella. Thank you. That's our expert who will be we'll introduce in a second. Um, and, and but beyond that, I mean, he's a, a critic, uh, short story writer, an editor. Uh, was an art critic. I mean, he he was everywhere in essays and uh, a voice about America and uh, it's a huge loss and so it's I think it's worth worthy of our time to just take a few minutes to talk about um, who Updike was and to help promote um, to our students and faculty uh, John Updike so to do that we've invited uh, Erica Diders from the comm department literature Uh um, to share her special expertise so uh, Erica, tell us how you know John Updike and uh, what we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, and I think expertise is a is a big word. I'm, I'm more of a fan, as I was telling these guys earlier. Um, I was introduced to Updike when I was in college. I think I was a sophomore, and I took with Dr. Vehler at Wittenberg University a class called The American Novel. And we read um, Updike. We read Rabbit Run. And I instantly was drawn to his language, his characters, his conflicts. And I went home that summer and was telling my my dad, a big reader, and he said, let's go. And we ran to the bookstore and we got the rest of the rabbit books. Mm -hmm. And that's how I spent my summer after that year. Um, (laughs) and, And again, and then I went on to grad school and as a creative writing graduate student of course we work with our own writing but we also take comprehensive exams where we have a focus author and Updike was was my focus and it was at that point that I spent much more time on some of his short story writing as opposed to his novels.
0: So really digging in and looking at him as a writer writer and yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm just always amazed um, at, at what he wrote from novels and short stories, but tons of essays, collections of essays, even poetry, um, lots of children's poetry, which is light and rhymy and fun, mm-hmm. and um, but still full of really good imagery. And writing
0: up to the end. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, I, I just read uh, Toni Morrison's most recent novel and I went to look up criticism on on it on the web and and sure enough he had reviewed it Mm -hmm. right for the New York uh, Review of Books yeah
1: and it wasn't always literary criticism but he also wrote political essays and humor essays and uh, personal essays too Mm -hmm.
0: so just that voice Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be gone yeah it's something else I feel like he's almost not a person but just kind of this uh I'm a, a publishing house. Yeah, right. right. So it's like all all a sort of personal people. publishing oh, yeah. house. Yeah, good gosh. Exactly. exactly.
1: And I think it's different for me, too. I, and I tell my students this. Um, I, I have a little postcard next to me right now. But I, I think I have a crush on the man.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, and he's
1: kind of a sexist pig in ways. And he, he writes a, a, a lot of sexy works. Um, mm. And and I don't think mm. that's the reason I have a crush on him. I just think it's, it's I admire his talent so much. And um, I admire just his demeanor. You know, I I heard him speak again while I was in grad school. He was in Minneapolis. And, um, you know, I ditched class so I could go. And, (laughs) Mm -hmm. of course, he selected just the right story, you know, that took place at a Minneapolis airport and, you know, really appealed to the crowd and um, a polite... I don't think he's humble, necessarily. You know, he knows he's a good writer. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and you can definitely see that in some of his later, later works where he seems to care more about the language and his really thick, dense sentences that are actually difficult to read where he's not paying as much attention, mm-hmm. I don't think, to a reader anymore. But, mm-hmm. you know, just, again, my crush falls into, you know, I love that he loves language so much.
0: Mm-hmm. He took the technical side mm-hmm. to the... I mean, really explored what language...
1: And right, and he kept challenging himself. Early on, you know, his stories were about the characters and were about the conflicts, and, and again later on, he he was working more with with words.
0: So, could we ask you um, to maybe read? I know you have a passage. I, I, I have a couple things, yeah. and I
1: I guess one of one of my favorite. Pieces. It's it's. He's an edited or an intro a book called The Writer's Desk, and it's just this little collection where different writers write about where they write. Mm-hmm. And Updike got to write the introduction to the book, and he says, uh, "In my own writing quarter with lavatory." four little maids room it's in a generous scaled old summer house i have three desks each of a different substance and each trained to support a different activity Hmm. an oak desk bought at a furniture and parts in boston 20 years ago Um, along with its metal typing desk this is where i answer letters and talk on the phone um He has then another army equipment piece of, you know, it's a retired army desk, and this is where he writes by hand, where he likes to sneak up on a poem or a novel with the humblest and quietest of weapons, a pencil. He says also at this desk... Um, this is where I read proofs and compare novels, successive versions, side by side. The third desk is veneered in white from mica and holds the word processor where everything gets typed up many times, including this introduction. Uh, Being able to move from desk to desk, like being able to turn over in bed, solves some cramps and fidgets and and satisfies the authorial persona. The wooden desk serves the man of the world, the formica-functioning professional, and the old army desk, the tentative, tender creator who hopes to establish in this clumsy, improvised setting some connection with the ethereal and everlasting spirit of literature.
0: It's uh, so... And, you know, and open up his average life.
1: Yeah, I, again, sharing with us his setting. And, and I, I read it to my students, I think, to show them that writing is work,
0: mm-hmm. that there's mm-hmm.
1: so many different parts to a writer's world. And, and, and this is probably in my fiction writing class where I read this, or um, sometimes in a lit class too, just to, to show them that there are these people behind these pages. Right. Um, and that, that there was a whole process to putting these works together,
0: so. And maybe I need another desk. Yeah, be yeah. more productive. Like, desk. like yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing that in getting ready for this uh, discussion that I found that um, maybe you could comment on is as the the writers at that time, especially when Rabbit first came out, which uh, it was in in sixty. Um, you know the time of uh, I had mentioned earlier Kerouac's On the Road had just been out this kind of romantic novel about the American road and Hemingway was getting to his peak and you know war novels and the the Old Man in the Sea fighting the the great last fish right and, um, even like um, of Steinbeck uh, the the great struggles of society um, but the, the ra- Rabbit Run in that series was different I mean it, it wasn't the it wasn't a war novel. But it was still this struggle, but it was so domestic and so about the home, and Mm -hmm. and it it was different for, especially a male writer at that time period.
1: Yeah, I think he was just more everyday, you know, and he he looked at obviously his Rabbit book where he he was married and struggling, you know, dealing with the tragedy, the death of a child, and. Um, you know, so it's obviously it's a big conflict and not necessarily the everyday. Um, right. But showing, you know, kind of how somebody might go about dealing with that, running away, um, finding somebody else to love, um, admiring somebody from afar, playing basketball for that matter. And, um, it, but I think those books evolve. I mean, from Rabbit Run, you get to see how a person grows again Mm -hmm. so it goes back Mm -hmm. to that every day so you see this character um rabbit go through the decades where Mm -hmm. he um tries to redo his life and get Mm -hmm. back together with his wife and how then eventually he makes it rich and uh and what that means to a person and then when, when he gets old and dies and and how that affects you know him him the aging process but then also how it affects his family
0: right yeah um Do you have a piece you'd like to close with?
1: Um, Something that might work well, this is a a poem actually, and he writes in response to Picasso's Girl Before a Mirror, and it's fairly anthologized, Um, but he's writing about himself. He sees this painting by Picasso at the Museum of Modern Art, and it makes him think of himself. So it might might be fun, especially at this time um, of his death. He says, before the mirror, how many of us still remember when Picasso's Girl Before the Mirror hung at the turning of the stairs at the pre-expansion Museum of Modern Art? Millions of us, probably. But before but we form, excuse me, a dwindling population, mm-hmm. garish and brush-slashed, and yet as balanced as a cardboard queen in a deck of giant cards, the painting proclaimed, enter here, an abandoned preconception. She bounced the erotic balls of herself back and forth between reflection and reality. Now I discover, in the recent retrospective at the establishment, that the vivid painting dates from March of 1932, the very month which I first saw light squinting nostalgia from the womb. I bend closer, inspecting. The blacks, the stripy cyanide greens are still uncracked. I note with satisfaction the cherry reds, the lemon yellows, full of childish juice. No sag, no wrinkle, fresh as paint. Back then I knew how, I reflect, to lay it on.
0: Hmm. So. Uh, great. So
1: kind of fun, again, kind of looking at his life and comparing this painting and not aging to himself, Mm-mm. I think, a little bit. All
0: right. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. Thank you. It's, and, uh,
1: it's been fun. Again, again, I cried when he died, and so it's been fun mm-hmm. just to think about, you know, like you would a real person, mm-hmm. a real person, you know, the good old days.
0: Well, and, and you know, like the, the writers, the, the best writers open themselves up. So, mm-hmm.
1: so you do feel like you know so them. So you do
0: know them. That's right. Mm-hmm. So um, for everyone out there listening to us, we have a number of Updike's works here in the library. So we'd encourage you to come in and take advantage of that. And, of course, go down to your local bookstore, and you can find many, many of his 20 novels and other mm-hmm. writings. So, enjoy. Um, yeah, enjoy. So we're going to thank everyone for listening. Come in and check out our resources, also our public events, and our people and ideas. Or check us out on the web. Um, I'm Troy. I'm Joe, still. Yeah. Uh, and until next time, this has been Check, check it, it Out. out. Thanks for listening to this Moraine Valley Library podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu library.